If you've been looking for a comprehensive Bible school curriculum that explores redemptive realities in Jesus Christ grounded in the Word of God, look no further. The goal of this podcast is to spread the life-transforming Word of God throughout the world for the equipping of the saints to do the work of the ministry and to build up the body of Christ in what Jesus has accomplished for us through His death, burial, resurrection, and seating at the right hand of God the Father. There's such an untapped potential for Christians to enter into their glorious inheritance in Jesus Christ. Together we will discover what Jesus has done for us by providing such a great salvation and how to appropriate the promises of God in our lives. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Each podcast season will cover one of the books that I have compiled over the years. You can find a complete listing of my Christian education material on my website at www.wordinspire.com. You're welcome to download these ebooks for free in PDF format for your own personal or ministry use. So let's explore these biblical truths and principles together that will absolutely transform our lives. God bless. Welcome to the Gospel series, The Discourses of Jesus, Divorce, found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 31 to 32, chapter 19, verse 3 through 12, Mark 10, verse 2 through 12. The theme, marriage is for a lifetime, and divorce was never God's idea. The context, the Jews were looking for validation to divorce as an acceptable instrument. Matthew 5, 31. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Divorce Statistics I believe there is a fundamental failure in the church world today in their obligation and responsibility to strengthen, support, and provide biblical training for marriage, the home, and child rearing. When marriages do fail, Oftentimes, there is no support or recovery system. Instead of receiving healing and encouragement from other believers, they are shunned. As a consequence, the shame of divorce can lead to believers falling away from the Lord. It is a sad fact that about half of marriages in North America end in divorce, and that includes Christian marriages. Unfortunately, that risk becomes greater with each successive marriage. About 67% for the second and about 74% for third marriages ends up in divorce. From 25% to 35% of men and women who do not remarry, they will cohabitate. This trend is more typical with younger divorced persons and more likely with men than with women. According to Discovery Channel, couples with children have a slightly lower rate of divorce than childless couples. Sociologists believe that childlessness is also a common cause of divorce. 
the absence of children leads to loneliness and weariness, at least 66% of all divorced couples are childless. In many churches, people have a false assumption that being a Christian will somehow automatically keep them from divorce, but they are subject to the same problems as everyone else. They include a lack of relationship skills, selfishness, and the same devil attacks them, if not more. Hughes claims that 90% of divorces among born-again couples occur after they have been saved. Ironically, some studies point to atheists and agnostics as having the lowest divorce rate of all couples. Here's an example of looking at different religions. For example, Judaism. They have a 30% known divorce rate. Born-again Christians, 27%. Other Christians, 24%. Atheists and agnostics, 21%. The marriage covenant, marriage, remarriage, and divorce is a big topic. And fortunately for us, the Bible has a lot to say on the subject. Marriage between a man and a woman is the oldest institution known to mankind, established by God himself between Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Marriage is a blood covenant between a man and a woman, a solemn and sacred pledge. We promise to give them our life in love and faithfulness till death do we part. Proverbs chapter 5 verse 15 to 20, Matthew 19 verse 3 through 12, Romans chapter 7 verse 1 through 3. In Malachi 2 verse 13, we see that a primary purpose for marriage is to raise godly children. It goes on to say that God hates divorce because of how it tears people's lives apart. The union of sexual intimacy in marriage is a mingling of the soul and spirit as a beautiful and sacred act for God's glory. It's a celebration of love. Divorce is a violent tearing apart of this. Marriage is also sacred due to it being a type and shadow of our marriage relationship with God. Therefore, the Bible forbids a Christian from marrying an unbeliever. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 39, Ephesians 5.31, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. When two Christians are walking according to the love that is shed abroad in their hearts, we will never see them darken the door of the divorce court. God's divine love in our hearts never fails, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, the entire chapter is devoted to the subject of marriage, divorce, and separation. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 10, To the married I give this command, not I but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. Since marriage is a covenant, only death or infidelity can break it. If the relationship becomes abusive in any way, the husband and wife may separate. If both parties were unsaved when they got married, but one of them gets saved and the other leaves, the Bible does not hold the believer accountable for that, according to 1 Corinthians 7 verse 12 through 16. The belief that there is no forgiveness for divorced couples is not supported in Scripture. Just consider the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8, verse 3 through 11. 
Jesus forgave her and did not say that she can't remarry. According to scripture, Jesus does not condone divorce and adultery, but they are not unpardonable sins. John chapter 4 verse 16. Jesus told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say that you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Why divorce? In Matthew chapter 19, verse 3 through 12, and Mark chapter 10, verse 2 through 12, the religious leaders asked Jesus about the validity of divorce. The insight Jesus provides is a profoundly accurate depiction of human nature then as it is today. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3. Some Pharisees came to him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Wow, that question sounds like some people today. Divorce is oftentimes a selfish convenience to bail from commitment or conflict avoidance when we need to change. Marriage has so many values. One of them is for God to use the relationship to teach us to love, give, and serve someone other than ourselves, make us more Christ-like in character. Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 1 through 4 added a provision for the Jews to divorce. Mark chapter 10 verse 4, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. Jesus quotes the Genesis mandate concerning marriage in Matthew chapter 19 verse 4 through 6 as the final authority for mankind to follow. Marriage is between one man and one woman for a lifetime. So the Jews asked the logical question as to why Moses made the provision for divorce then. The answer was simple. The hardness of selfish human hearts is the cause for divorce. Matthew chapter 19 verse 8. Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, and marries another woman, commits adultery. So we see that Jesus makes it very plain and simple to understand, so no one can misunderstand it. Mark chapter 10, verse 10. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. The disciples made a great observation concerning the permanency of marriage, that perhaps it's better not to marry at all since the Bible is so strict about it. Correct. It should not be taken lightly. Matthew 19 verse 10. The disciples said to him, If this is the situation between a husband and wife, it is better not to marry. Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Others were made that way by men. And others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. When Joseph found out about Mary becoming pregnant, he had in mind to divorce her. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 to 21. The bottom line is this. The marriage covenant ends when there is a death. Romans chapter 7 verse 1 through 3. Or marital unfaithfulness occurs, according to Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. In the first case, there is no sin to remarry. 
In the second case, the adulterer must repent, but the innocent spouse may remarry without guilt. If a married couple chooses to separate for whatever reason, they must not remarry, otherwise it would be adultery for whoever remarries first. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10-11. through 11. God bless. I highly encourage you to continue listening to the Word of Life study series podcast and encourage your friends to tune in as well. The scriptures encourage us in Acts chapter 17 verse 11 to receive the message with great eagerness and to examine the scriptures every day in order to confirm the truth that you're hearing. God's word is our final authority for all matters that pertain to life and godliness. I'd like to close this episode by praying over you according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And in chapter 2, verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Be blessed and see you soon.